What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Osmo Early Bird Podcast. It's your old pilot Emac coming to you with Terry McBride, one T McBee, as we get ready for Wednesday, September 23rd, the final Wednesday of the 2020 baseball regular season. There's now two single solitary tears rolling down, one on each side of my my face, one on each cheek. Terry, we're running out of time here, but DraftKings is going to hook us up, it looks like. What are your thoughts on a 6.05 14-game main slate, <laughs> courtesy of DraftKings? They're reaching up. They're getting us an extra six or seven games here. I'm all for it. Wall-to-wall baseball extravaganza. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Why not? For one of the last slates of the year, I, I, I like that they did it. It would be fun if they had thrown 100K to the first place uh, kind of a prize pool at us, but 50K is a nice, generous prize pool there. So I'll definitely be diving in with both feet in that tournament and uh, probably on FanDuel for the shorter slate too. Yeah, so FanDuel is going to run six games and then eight games starting at 7 o'clock. So the six games will start at 6 or 5. They also have an all-day slate. Starting at four, Yahoo is going with uh, an all-day slate at 4.15, and then they've got their main slate, eight games at 7.05. So we've got a bunch of stuff going on everywhere, plenty plenty to do. We're one day closer to Thursday night football, so I know I will be writing uh, our showdown content with uh, this in, uh, on, in the background. Uh, quick reminder, the Osimo express package for nfl so we have express packages for all the sports and alex did a good job explaining on today's live before lock the reason he's doing this is he's trying to create something that the casual player that's only going to play two or three times four times a week can come in have a fighting chance to make a good lineup and just kick back and enjoy right so it's entertainment value where they're not like us diehards that are going to go in and, and go all crazy on this and look at every potential nuance that there is and talk about wraparound stacks and correlation and this that and the other so he's put together some rankings you don't get the actual player projections but you get player grades um etc so you can you literally can put together a nice fighting line, a lineup that, that works just fine this is three three dollars and 95 cents a week what he's done for nfl now is he is including all of our nfl showdown content so that is um the projections both ownership and player projections the grades were already in the package um, and his big board is all in this package now. So that's, you know, three ninety five a week. And with that, basically you get the uh, Thursday night, Sunday night and Monday night showdown projections uh, and everything we have. That's a really good deal, especially for anybody that's just thinking about coming into Osmo. They're going to check it out. This is a great deal to come pop on in because even if you're only playing, you know, those three days, it's the equivalent of you paying, you know, a buck 30 a day for the rankings projections from the number one player in the world. That's even if you're only playing 10 or 15 bucks, that's a perfectly acceptable, you know, amount of money to pay in my opinion. So wanted to call that out, describe what that is, but I think that's an, a, a nice little deal. And Alex has said, Hey, one of the main reasons I started this site was I saw a need for gamers to be able to compete with guys one as good as, you know, him. And he said, everybody else. And he said, I don't think it's giving away enough of my edge. Um, to do this because he said, I do things uh, and which he talks about on all the shows. So it's not like he's hiding anything from you either. He talks about it on the shows, but because he's, he's willing to take on more risk and try different things and he's more of a winner take all kind of thing. 
you know, he's willing to lose for a month or two at a time for those big hits. That's that's sort of how it plays out. So um, there's no promo code for that. That's just the the current new deal. It's uh, three ninety five a week. So definitely check. Killer package. Yeah, it's it's good. And the other thing that's that's interesting um, that a lot of people don't realize, and I will tell you this because it happens all the time. Alex is the one that posts most of the projections. Um, we do have a uh, somewhat automated for the baseball lineups coming in, but if there's a new pitcher or a big scratch, he he goes in and adjusts everything else, uh, including football and basketball. So you'll even see him on the shows where he's like, oh, I just updated the projections. That's because he actually did just update the projections. If I'm looking through stuff, writing my early content, and I see something amiss, you know, at first I was like, oh, do I just put it in the support channel, do whatever? They're like, no, no, send a message to Alex. Yep. This is coming from his model. <laughs> He's, yep. It's like, okay, there it is. And I have a whole list of things, a bunch of Alex. Hey, thanks, man. Oh, yeah, VLOOKUP error. Oh, there's three guys named the same. Let me fix that. You know, and stuff like that. So it's just, it's just like, yeah, it's Alex fixing them. So a little behind the scenes stuff there here at Osmo. But it's true. These yep. are his projections. It's not just his name. The, I can vouch for that. that. That's that's 80% of my chat history in Slack with Alex is just like, yo, boss, you forgot, you missed this guy. Is, oh, let me grab that. And he personally goes and immediately fixes it. So totally vouch for that. All right. Well, let's jump on in here. We're going to leave the four o'clock game off, but let's talk about all the rest starting at six o'clock. Zach Eflin taking on the Washington Nationals in Washington going against Eric Fetty. This is an interesting one. I was watching part of the thing. Now I got to go look at the standings. There was... Uh, it, uh, what's his name? Uh, JP Santangelo. I forget the Washington announcer he is like the most optimistic guy ever. And he was like, they're not out of it. I want to see where. Okay. The nationals have less than a, less than a 1% chance of making the playoffs. So technically they're not out of it, but all right, but Philadelphia has a 50-50 shot at making the playoffs. So this is an interesting game. So what we're where I want to start bringing up some of this is some of the teams are just kind of saying, you know what, we've made it this far, um, we're out of it, let's put some of our youngsters up there. Nationals kind of one of those teams because they were they were talking about um, uh, two or three guys that were that were up that I hadn't heard, even heard of before uh, from that standpoint. So even though the Nationals won both ends of this doubleheader, I think they're. They're out of it. But uh, Stevenson was the guy they were talking about. Andrew Stevenson. Who okay. Was, I, I was not aware of him at all. He's one of their prospects. He plays center field. Uh, he is in limited action this year. Uh, has a, a 320 average. Seven RBI. So these are the guys that we want to look for. Now, we always know September baseball is the call-ups, the expanded rosters. The teams that are out of it are kind of ma you know mailing it in. We're not getting that this year because so much of this is coming down to seeding and people trying to fight to get in the playoffs. There's only a few days left, and there's just really no reason to do it. But the point being is people forget that there's going to be some talented prospects coming up that are on DraftKings, going to be 3,500 on FanDuel. They're going to be 2,500 on Yahoo. They're going to be under 11. And those are the guys we're going to want to look at over the next five days to fill out our lineups because there are enough teams going for it or running their starters out and we're still one week away from the first playoff game so this is not like they're gonna hold back their starters either because a lot of their guys are like no this is like the final tune-up i'm going seven innings or i'm going 100 pitches and then i'm not going to pitch again for six days so we don't have to worry about that as well but anyway what do you want to do here in our first game anything jumping out because i think these are exploitable pitchers for us to target with hitters yeah, so I think we can definitely go after Fede. Um, Eflin on the other side, he's pitching pretty well this year. So that would be the one uh, the one concern. Um, he's up to 29.6% strikeout rate this year, up from 18.8% career. That's over 48 and a third innings, seven home runs given up, but 306 XFIP to a 428 ERA. So he's even gotten a little bit unlucky with what he's done uh, as far as the back of the baseball card numbers. Swinging strikes are up from 8.8% uh, career to 10.1% this year. Uh, so I was looking at some of his pitch mix. Uh, he took his two-seamer sinker usage from 21.9% all the way up to 52.4%. And he took his four-seamer from 33.6% usage all the way down to 8.1%. Completely changed the way that his pitch mix works. His curve's been killer working off of that. Uh, he's getting uh, more ground balls at 47.3%. So he's made some significant changes 
and it seems to be working out for him. It's a small sample still at only 48 and a third innings. So it might not be real. He might not carry it into next year or anything, but right now in this spot, we might be able to get to him. Uh, Nationals just 26th in baseball with a 144 ISO, 93 WRC plus against righties this year. They only strike out 20.4% of the time. So they limit the strikeout upside a little bit. But you hit it on the head. They might be mixing in some kids, some guys who don't have a ton of uh, major league experience in this roster. So Eflin could have a decent start. And at only 7,300 on DK, 88 on FanDuel, I like the DK price a lot. Um, so I think he's in play. Fed eight, not at all. Don't want to go to him. Definitely want to go to some Philly bats against him. All right. I just wanted to look at one more time here at Stevenson. So he's been up in parts of four different seasons. Still a young guy, still 26 years old. Um, you know, and this is, uh, he's got 180 total at bat. So he, you know, even though he's played in 130 games, he only has 211 plate appearances. So this is the defensive replacement kind of guy. Maybe he does some pinch running, uh, when they expand things here, he was their second round, uh, in the draft out of Louis Louisiana state. And then in the minors, it looks like uh, in college, he profiled nice average, uh, his ju ju uh, sophomore and junior year, he had a 350 average uh, in the SEC, and then he's he's bounced around very low um, minor leagues through the first two years, and then he's been up at AAA. But his minor league numbers are relatively solid as well. So he profiles as kind of an, an everyday outfielder, not a lot of pop, but it's someone that's leading off at 2300. Let me double check. Yeah, 2300 on DK. There, there's your your wiggle room play of the day, in my opinion. Sure. Yeah. And, and like a big time speed tool, if I'm not mistaken, not a big power hitter, but big time speed. So uh, yeah, if he gets on, if he can work a count, get on base with a base hit, uh, he can fly. So pick off those points any way we can. Yeah. He had a nice triple while I was watching because Bryce Harper had a minor, minor little bobble of the ball out there in right field. And he was, Stevenson uh, uh, was rounding first, saw it, put his head down and was going for third. It was great. Nice. Uh, Most exciting play in baseball. Yeah, it was fun. Incredible. Harper's throw was not on the on the line, so it, he he slid, but he wouldn't have had to slide. But he was fat. He was fast. Is what yeah. was impressive. Yeah. Um, next game, here's our pitchers. We're gonna want to spend. We've just given you a little bit of savings. Lucas Giolito, Shane Bieber. We have two true aces going against each other. We have a seven implied run total. I'm double checking. This is not a double header. We don't see run totals this low anymore. No, that's, uh, yeah, that's, you said it, you hit it on the head. It's the two aces of the slate, two aces of the year, really, in uh, the American League. So that's an exciting matchup. Good spot. I was just trying to fix what you were talking there. For some reason, it's not popping up properly in my spreadsheet, but I do have the pitcher notes. So let me jump over to that. And uh, yeah, so Giolito, I mean, we've seen him pitch just great all year long. He's 32.6% uh, strikeout rate this year. Last year, he was at 32.3, so he's kept that you know, right where he was with his big breakout year, 17.4% swinging strikes up from 15% last year in his breakout. 3-4-1 XFIP in his 66 and a third innings, just absolutely pitching great. Dominant slider to right-handed hitters, dominant change up to lefty hitters, huge whiff on his uh, fastball as well. So just an excellent mix of pitches, out pitches to both hands, which we love to see. Going up against an Indians lineup that's 27th in baseball with a 138 ISO and 86 WRC plus strikeout 23.4% of the time in the split. Love the spot for Giolito. The other side of things, Bieber is pitching better than everything I just said about Giolito, uh, to be honest. 30.2% career uh, strikeout rate this year, 406 uh, Just totally ridiculous. 17.4% swinging strike rate up from 14%. Uh, he cut his slider usage in half. He cur uh, bumped up his curveball usage and he added a cutter, which completely changed up his pitch mix from what was already a really, really good mix. And he's just getting excellent, excellent whiff rates on his curveball uh, to lefties, his slider to righties. So another guy out pitches to both hands. He's got a little bit of a tougher matchup in quality, I think, with the White Sox. They're 11th in baseball with a 179 ISO, a 109 WRC+. Plus but they strike out more than the Indians do at 25.7%. And he strikes out more guys than Giolito does. So, wow, this could be a heck of a good matchup. Uh, I do not know which guy I, I prefer, to be quite honest. It, it's really, really close. So I like the spot for both guys. I, I would imagine I'm going to have a, a pretty good mix of both and probably pretty limited on the uh, stacks from either team, I would think. So Edwin Encarnacion, I wanted to look this up for this season. So there's a bunch of guys that just have, 
obscenely crappy because we get so used to looking at iso and we don't even really look at weighted on base or woba anymore uh because we know that it's it's more iso and and hard hit rate and exit velocity that that's what we're chasing but i, I noticed this from a few of my season-long teams we've got um encarnacion has it, it, he's striking out 33 percent of the time his batting average through 100 and eight uh, plate appearances a 167 he does have seven home runs he has 18 total hits 10 of them have been extra bases the seven home runs and three doubles so he's hitting for power but um uh carlos santana's in a similar boat there's a bunch of these guys where you're just used to oh yeah these are the good guys if you go look at what they have because it's such you know it's a seven week sample size right now or eight weeks wherever we're at it's just like oh it's wow <laughs> normally i would be like oh my god they're they're horrible this year but because we focus so much on the extra base hits the synergy of the stacks etc cetera, etc cetera, these are guys i don't think we'd want as one-offs because it's they're what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission at u.s customs and border protection we go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Their boom is not really happening very much, and their bust is like, oh my God, all the time. So even if they get a walk and a run scored, it's completely worthless for you. Right. Unless they're part of the stack. Right. right. Yeah. We want them in stacks. And yeah, to your point, it makes them difficult to roster guys like that as a one-off. Like Gary Sanchez is another great example. He's hitting, he's not hitting a you know two thirds of his weight and, you know, but when he makes contact, he's still in like the 97th percentile of hard hit rate and the ball just flies when he makes contact. Edwin Encarnacion, the exact same boat. You know, you mentioned uh, you were talking the splits overall. He's at 159, uh, 250, slash but he's got a 246 ISO. He's just smoking things when he comes in contact with it. It's just a rare occurrence that he comes in contact. So we're playing that upside in stacks because everybody scores with their on base in front of him when he does get that upside and you capture that. But yeah, as a one-off, you're more likely to take a zero with him than you are to get a, uh, get a good score. All right. We'll keep moving along. Cause we got a lot of games, Texas at Arizona. We have Wes Benjamin going for Texas, Alex. Oh, I just gave up a home run. Alex young. Uh, who is someone we can, of course, pick on. This one, uh, the roof will be closed. It's going to be a 3 o'clock local time start. Uh, we don't have an implied run total here, but uh, I'm not afraid to go to either side here, mostly the righties. Terry, we were joking before, but can Texas get more than three runs against someone like Alex Young? Is it possible in their lost season? <laughs> Boy, if it's going to happen, you'd think that might be one of the pitchers it's going to happen against. Uh, I just plugged him in uh, into the model here. I am getting some decent home run marks for the guys uh, that pop up in uh, the Rangers lineup. A couple of these guys I got to fix in some naming conventions and stuff, but uh, good home run number on Joey Gallo because this guy just, Alex Young, Young, like you mentioned, gives up the long ball. Joey Gallo, not bad at hitting home runs off of lefties. So in the power matchup there, I don't dislike him. You know, you can get to a Rugnet door, but it's a lefty-lefty, tough for him. And then there's just not a lot of quality in this lineup. I don't want to play Alex Young because of it, but I don't know that I'm going to be throwing out a bunch of Ranger stacks despite the fact that it's against Alex Young, who 11 home runs in 41 innings this year, last year 14 in uh, 83 and a third. So he's a guy who definitely gives him up. But the Rangers overall, 146 ISO, just a 68 WRC plus against lefties. Yeah, tough spot. It's uh, it's just a wet noodle being slapped up against something squishy. It's just not, uh, not anything I really want to uh, tangle with on either side. All right, and then there is a tiny, the tiniest of tiny chances that it could be Zach um, Gallon. I'm seeing him on one site. I'm seeing Young on three sites, and I'm seeing nobody on two sites. So if I think Zach it's Gallen, I'm a lot more interested. Yeah, because yeah, there's the point: is too. if it's Gallon, you want to play him. The roof is closed, and it is Texas. He right. becomes yeah. not quite Bieber and Giolito, but right up there with them. Yeah, yeah, in that matchup for sure. Yeah, we want to uh, definitely want to jump on that opportunity. And then uh, on the other side of this one, I'm not really seeing anything for Wes Benjamin. Um, just to, to uh, be thorough about it, we'll uh, take a look at him. He's uh, 
83 pitches in relief his last outing. Uh, he's been working out of the pen so far, but he's kind of stretched out. We might get 85 from him, but I don't know that he's going to be in the game that long just from a talent perspective. Uh, he's 24.3% strikeout rate in his uh, 16 and a third innings. He's given up two home runs, 4-9-1 XFIP so far. 13.2% swinging strike rate in the show, but uh, just not a big-time uh, prospect and not a big-time kid. He's 27, not a lot of innings on his uh, on his ledger so far, so I don't expect much from him here. D-back's not much of an offense against lefties, uh, but again, not really one I want either side of, I don't think. All right, our next one, Robbie Ray yeah, against the Yankees. I don't think I want to do that. Masahiro Tanaka on the other side, kind of interesting. We always kind of joke, yeah, he gives up power, he does whatever. Okay, he's given up eight home runs in 44 innings. That works out to what, 35, 37 on a year. So that's a lot. He has 16 earned runs allowed, 20 total runs allowed, eight home runs. Doing the math that says he's doing a real good job. Oh, wait, they do it for us. The ERA, 3.27. So I'm very interested in him at 7,600 going against the Blue Jays. As a Yankee fan, do you want to call out anything in particular? Uh, He's no stranger to them. This will be the second time he's faced them thus far this season. And then obviously they're in the same division in normal Yeah, I like Tank. He's a pitcher I like to get to when he's inexpensive. I think he's a guy who doesn't get a ton of respect for his talent. Um, Strikes out a fair amount of of hitters, 23.1% for his career, uh, and limits opportunity. You mentioned how he limits, uh, how he has not allowed a lot of runs. A lot of that comes from the fact that he's got a 4.8% career walk rate. This year, it's 2.9%. He doesn't walk a lot of hitters. He doesn't allow a lot of free opportunities. So that's how you keep the runs down. That's how you keep the ERA down. 425 XFIP to that 327 ERA. So there's a little bit of luck baked into that, but still 425 is a pretty solid XFIP. Uh, only getting 40.5% grounders this year. That's a little bit down, but over the last two seasons, he's kind of uh, lowered his splitter usage. That was a big focus pitch for him. He's still throwing it a decent amount, but not quite as much. And it's not as big an out pitch for him. Uh, and actually the limitation of it has helped him regain a little bit of effectiveness with it. It was kind of a clunker for him a little while there. It's been improving steadily through the year. He's favoring his slider as his out pitch getting decent results with swing and miss on it but you mentioned you know the home run does tend to happen uh he gets to a point in the game where he'll just i don't know if he tires or what it is but he loses a pitch he'll leave a splitter up something like that and a guy will turn on one and send one over the wall but he typically is able to limit that to it's a solo shot it's maybe a two-run shot and it doesn't do too much damage to him you do get those games where all of a sudden he's given up three of those shots in one inning and it kind of ruins his outing, but those are few and far between. I like going to him here. Blue Jays, 188 ISO, seventh in baseball in the split, 108 WRC plus, 22.6% strikeout rate. They're a good team, good offense. I do have some respect for them, but I think Tank can put up a serviceable start for that money here. All right, uh, Trevor Bauer. Hey, not to bury the lead, but we've got some aces going today. Bauer is going uh, at home against Milwaukee. He has a 12.2 strikeout per nine rate so far. Absolutely phenomenal. He's going against Adrian Hauser. I'm not that interested in Hauser. Um, the no home runs allowed for Hauser in his last four or five starts. Strikeouts have come down a little bit. Pitch count stayed where it is, and he is not made it, or he's he's not left the fourth inning or he's completed the fourth inning maybe that's a better way of saying it so not going to qualify for the win i like that he's not giving up power is this is this where the old-timey baseball announcer says terry he's learning how to pitch in this stretch (laughs) (laughs) he might be he might be putting things together uh 413 xfip to his 533 era overall too so you know doing doing pretty well there, getting a little unlucky with uh with some of what he's doing 9.9% 9.9% swinging strike rate, pretty good, uh, you know, round league average-ish anyway. 59.7% grounders is very good. Yeah, career is 54%, so that's up for him this year. 45.7, uh, 45% sinker usage uh, leading to some of those grounders, leading to some soft contact. He gets some whiff on a curveball, uh, but he doesn't throw it a lot to right-handed hitters. He needs a better out pitch to righties, it looks like. But overall, yeah, I think he's uh, maybe coming around a little but the Reds are a tough matchup here for Hauser. Uh, sixth in baseball with a 206 uh, ISO, 103 WRC plus, 25.2% strikeout rate is something that you can attack maybe, but a 12.5% walk rate. So they're patient hitters. They're good hitters. They hit for power. Tough spot for Hauser. A little bit tough. Bauer on the other side of things, fire away. 
We know these Brewers struggle against righties. We know he's dominant, 35.3% strikeout rate this year, nine home runs in 65 innings, uh, 3-3-1 XFIP to a 1-8 ERA, 12.5% swinging strike rate, same pace as last year. Uh, his career is 10.4, so that's up over the last couple of years. Throwing a cutter a little bit more this year in his pitch mix, uh, just, just absolutely dominating. Brewers, I mentioned, bad in the split, 162 ISO, 88 WRC plus, striking out 25.9% of the time. If you bump that back to the start of last year, it does go up. They become the 13th best in baseball with a 188 ISO and an above average 101 WRC plus, so 1% above average. And the strikeout rate comes down slightly to 24.3. It's Trevor Bauer. I still think he dominates this team. So absolutely fire away on Bauer in that spot. A lot of good pitching on that uh, 6 o'clock slate. Yeah, and there absolutely is. And and we're not, we're not, we've got, what do we got? One more in the six o'clock. We're not quite done. We've got Zach Greinke here. That's true. Now he never played for the Mariners amongst the, what, seven ball com- ball clubs he's played for. His last two starts have been great, but they were against the teams he played for previously. So clearly revenge was playing a major role in all of this. Uh, regardless uh, of that, he uh, just allowed three home runs, no walks, which in the last two starts, which is pretty impressive. And we know he doesn't, he doesn't generally, uh, walk a lot of players uh, ever. Um, let's see. For this year, he has eight in 62 innings. That's pretty phenomenal. He has eight walks, six home runs. Um, that's been great. So he's allowing just over a base runner per inning. Strikeouts, not horrible. Uh, he's generally kind of slipped to a little bit less than one per inning over the last few years. He's at one per inning right now, so we can't complain about that. The only thing we're really worried about is the $9,400 price tag and all of these other good pitchers. Seattle, um, not a not a bad team. We talked about them a little bit last night. They're, they're okay. They're not great. They're just not really household names, um, and, and that's where people kind of start to equate them with being bad. They do just have a 3.6 implied run total here. But are they going to strike out enough to make Grinky valuable when we have these four, uh, if not five, other uh, great starters that we've already talked about? Uh, on the other side, then we've got Nick Margavichus here in this one. Uh, he's been okay this season. Uh, you know who's not been okay? Houston. Without the trash can, they only have a 98 WRC plus this year against lefties. If you go all the way back uh, two and three seasons ago, they lead the league and are absolutely phenomenal. We know where uh, that's all going to be consolidated with Springer, Altuve, and Bregman. Um, Margavichus, not a great uh, pitcher here. And the Mariners' bullpen, one of the worst in the league. We can go to the Astros. What do you want to do with our last 6 o'clock hour game? Yeah, I do not uh, really want any part of Nicky M here. Uh, I'll go just go that way instead of trying the last name. Uh, Astros, you mentioned it. Uh, if you set that clock back to the start of last year, they become uh, excellent in the split. 223 ISO, uh, WRC plus 26%, 26% above average, and the strikeout rate is only 16.9% against lefties. I don't think he stands a chance of having a good start against this team. They're going to beat him up. Uh, he's given up uh, six home runs in his 35 and a third innings this year, 4.54 x 52 is 5.35 ERA, only generates 7.6% swinging strikes, 18% strikeout rate overall. This year he's 21.8% strikeout rate. I just do not see it for this pitcher. I would definitely be building with some Astros stacks tomorrow. I expect they'll be popular on this slate, but maybe on the big 14 game uh, DK slate, it gets spread out enough that we can uh, find some good advantageous individual player ownership and build some good stacks there. Um, going to the other side, Zach Greinke is operating somehow on just like the I'm Keith Hernandez, just like an I'm Zach Greinke kind of a mold. I do not know what's making him a good pitcher anymore, but he's getting it done. His strikeouts are up from 22.4% for his career to 24.8% this year. 10.3% swinging strikes is right on pace with where he's been the last few years, despite losing multiple miles an hour of velocity, not throwing a changeup at all anymore when it used to be his secondary pitch, uh, or his second most important pitch, I should say. Uh, 3.51 XFIP to his 3.90 ERA, so he's actually gotten somewhat unlucky. Six home runs in 62 and a third innings. I, I just don't get it, but he's Zach Greinke. He's getting it done, so... I think probably, yeah, for the price and for what I expect his popularity to be, I think he's going to be in play for me. I think he's going to be on the board as kind of a pivot away from some of those superstar pitchers to a guy who is a star pitcher and is bringing a ton of quality uh, that people might not necessarily be going to in what I think is a pretty good spot. Uh, You mentioned the Mariners a little bit frisky, 106 WRC plus for the year in the split. 
but 22nd in baseball with a 152 ISO. So they generate some opportunities, generate some runs, uh, but don't typically hit for a lot of home runs, a lot of power. And they strike out 24.2% of the time. So I think a guy like Grinky could limit those opportunities, the uh, generated runs, and he's not going to give up a home run or he's unlikely to give up a home run to this team. So I think he has a good start here. And Hey, before we move on to the other slate, we mentioned Robbie Ray, probably pretty bad, but we didn't say stack the Yankees against Robbie Ray, which I want to call out. He's giving up a ton of power this year uh, and he's all over the place walking like 17% of hitters. So fire away with the Yankee stacks against Robbie Ray. All right. Moving on to now we are rejoined by the main slate for FanDuel Superdraft and our sponsor Yahoo. Reminder, we've got the $300,000 baller this week for Yahoo. It's $15 entry fee. They do have CSV upload and edit capabilities now. It will be shocking to me if this contest gets more than 90% full. That means essentially we are going to be playing rake free, even if uh, it does fill a little bit. They only have 12% management fees, which is what they um, call rake. So it's definitely worthwhile playing there. We do have uh, free and premium content for Yahoo NFL. Check it out. They are the most trusted name in fantasy sports. Kyle Hendricks, Trevor Williams. The mystery, the enigma, the riddle, Trevor Williams, Kyle Hendricks. Does not have, and I say this because it's important. Kyle Hendricks does not have Joe Madden pulling him early, but does that mean we want to go to him? He's 8,300 now, Terry. He's gotten 104, 106, 97, 102, 98, 92, 96. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 90, 94 pitches in his uh, starts this season. 2.93 ERA. The strikeouts... Not bad. Uh, 61 in 73 innings. The price is ticked up. Decent chance the Cubbies win this one. We do not have, uh, because I don't know why we don't have an implied total yet here for this. There's the wind, the weather. It's in Pittsburgh. Sorry. Oh, it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But yeah, uh, in any event, I, I like the Cubbies in this one. Uh, Trevor Williams, yeah, he's 6,800. He'll be a 5 to 10% guy. I'm not doing cartwheels. We may or may not have Chris Bryant. Looks like the one guy that's a little uh, questionable thus far. What would you like to do with these pitchers? And goodness, after the the glorious buffet that we just went through, it, this this feels like we're now at the Roy Rogers drive-thru. <laughs> I've never eaten at Roy Rogers, but I always I've always said that that's got to be the worst fast food there is. I'm just guessing. Um, I think I have, but it's been probably 30 years or so since I've been, so I can't really accurately comment on the quality, I don't think. I don't know that they're around very much anymore. There's I, two I, in my I, town. I've never heard of them until I moved to my oh, town. Really? There's actually two here. So. Parking lot's usually empty. Yeah, parking lot's usually empty pre-pandemic. So. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. Uh, yeah, I mean, in our meal of uh, starting pitching, you know, Hendricks is maybe like one of those uh, like yummy red lobster rolls if we're going for uh, like big franchises. Like he's not the main course, but I think we can bite into him here a little bit. Uh, he's pitching pretty well. You mentioned he's getting a lot of length, which we love to see. Uh, earlier in the season, we were talking a lot about just paying for pitch count as these guys were working up. And uh, at 8,300, I think paying for that much reliable pitch count here is probably a pretty good idea. He's not prohibitively expensive on DraftKings. Uh, 10 six on FanDuel. I was going to say 10,000 and it was going to be too much. And then I realized that was a six. 
Uh, so too pricey on FanDuel. Don't like it over there. Love the matchup overall, though. So I think he can be weaponized on DK for sure. Uh, another guy just doing great with his control overall. 2.4% walk rate this year. Killer. Just limits opportunities like crazy. Eight home runs allowed in 73 and two-thirds innings. 363 x fit to a 293 ERA. Still excellent, but maybe getting a little bit lucky in there. 11.7% uh, swinging strikes. Throwing a slider, a little uh, sinker rather, a little bit less. 41.6 uh, usage last year, down to 34% this year. Throwing a few more standard fastballs, few more curveballs, getting a little bit of swing and miss on those pitches. So that's where the additional strikeouts are coming from. Uh, Pirates against righties, dead last in baseball for the active roster, 125 ISO, a 61 WRC plus, 39% below average, 25.7% strikeout rate. I think Hendo could have a decently good start here. Uh, might even be a little bit sneaky with all that great pitching. So I like him as a, uh, as a SP2 option, I guess, on, uh, on DraftKings to combine with uh, some of those excellent guys. And I think you can get away with him as an SP1. Interesting. Uh, so here's a couple Yankees things that I find I'm laughing at. So this says Garrett Cole will finish his first season with the New York Yankees with a 2.84 ERA and 94 strikeouts in 73 pitches. How many? He's on pace still for how many home runs allowed? Isn't that crazy <laughs> that he's that his line is that good with those home runs? I mean, just to, for perspective, like we thought Tanaka was like, oh my god, it's great. Wow, Garrett Cole has only given up home runs, basically. And then this yeah. other one. The Yankees have had a lot of weather delays, but they've also had an air horn delay, a drone delay, a fan who snuck into Fenway delay, an umpire entry delay. Every It says every week there seems to be a different unusual reason uh, for a game delay in this most unusual of seasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's New York. Things happen here. You know, come on. I'm in Jersey now, so I got to I'm close enough that I say here. It counts. It counts. I can see it from my house. It counts. <laughs> All right. Our next two pitchers a little bit interesting. Max Fried because he is going against Miami. But Sixto Sanchez showing a little flasher. This is not an easy matchup against the Braves. He's 7,700. Um, the Braves are fully healthy. They're loaded top to bottom here. Do you risk Sixto Sanchez in this? Ah, I don't know that we need to. He's been, you, you hit it. I mean, he's been pitching great. He's been pitching better than I expected. He was a high-end prospect coming up, and I just thought it was a little bit early for him, but he's been absolutely proving it. It's just such a tough spot against this Braves team. They just smash right-handed pitching. So, I don't know. I like the price, 7700 on DK. I don't think I would go to him at 88 on FanDuel with some of the other options out there. Uh, that's a tough ask. Uh, I mean, you can get Max Freed against the Marlins on the other side of this game for only 91 on FanDuel. So I do not like him over there. I, maybe we can mix this in some shares, but we just accept that we're taking a big, big risk for him with him on DK just because it is a pretty good price. Uh, overall, 22% strikeout rate in his uh, limited career so far, 36 innings, 5% uh, walk rate. He's allowed three home runs. 371 XFIP2 is 275 ERA, 13.1% swinging strikes, which is higher than what he was getting in double A last year. Double A, he was getting 11.6% swinging strikes. So he's improved coming up to the majors in that regard. Pretty cool. Uh, good whiff on his changeup and his four seamer. Uh, limited number of curveballs, throws a sinker 24% of the time, induces 59.4% ground balls, which is excellent. We like to see that. So. Tough, tough spot for the kid, though, like we said. Uh, Braves are 234 ISO, third in baseball against righties, 131 WRC+, plus, 23.3% strikeout rate, not completely egregious, and a 10.3% walk rate. Going to be a big-time challenge for the kid. I think he pitched against them once already, right? Do you have that? Uh, Only if you have not I'm not the biggest uh, BVP fan in the world. Anyway, in, in the meantime, how many, uh, how many home runs has um, Max Fried allowed this year? Do I pretend like I have to guess or do I just go with the fact that I have it in my notes and I know that it's zero? <laughs> it's zero. That is, yeah. That's awesome. How is that even possible? 55 innings, 12 earned runs, no uh, home runs. Garrett Cole has now gone three starts without a home run and he has like almost 25 strikeouts in those three starts. So he's righted the ship and he's ready for the playoffs, Terry, just in case you weren't sure. <laughs> But wow, zero. That's impressive. 
That's yeah, Max is pitching just absolutely great. Uh, his strikeouts are down a tick from 24.4% career to 22.9%, but the no home runs is – it might be my favorite stat in baseball this year in this weird, wonky year of, uh, of statistics, just dominating. Does he uh, think let... he's Brad Keller or something? What's going on? <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, Brad, watch this. So 11.5% swinging strikes is like right on pace with his career mark. Uh, killer, killer breaking balls. Filthy spin on a slider and his curveball. Gets solid whiff rate to both. He doesn't have a great out pitch, strangely, to left-handed hitters. He only strikes out 14.6% of lefties, 25.3% of righties. So he needs to work on developing a uh, out pitch there. But, I mean, if he does that, this guy's going to go up to a whole other level and just be an unbelievable pitcher. So I love what I'm seeing from Freed. I definitely think uh, at the price on both sides, we can throw them at these Marlins. They are frisky uh, against lefties. They're up to 10th in baseball with a 189 ISO for this active roster, 118 WRC plus kind of impressive for a team that everybody is uh, not a big fan of. So I might try and get to some sneaky Marlins tomorrow. I hope they remain sneaky. I hope a lot of people don't realize that get scared off by the matchup against a great pitcher, but I might throw, not a lot. I'm talking about like maybe five lineups across more than 150, but I might grab a couple and just put them in there just in case because they are frisky. So our next pitcher says, Shane Bieber, Trevor Bauer, you're only going to strike out 12, 12 and a half per inning. Hold my beer while, or per nine. Hold my beer while I go strike out 14.6 per nine. Tyler Glass now against Michael Waka in the New York Metropolitans. The gifts keep on coming. I'm looking. I'm looking ahead because every time I think we're done talking about an ace, okay, I think we're done now. I think we're done. <laughs> but wow, we have a collection. Of, where have these guys been hiding all season? When we've been going through these crappy slates, and this There's, doesn't even count Mike Clevenger, who's going to start that four o'clock game. So, right, which I accidentally wrote up in my notes, by the way. So if you want to talk about it for the one gamers <laughs> out there, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's an embarrassment of riches. It's it's basically like opening day with all these yeah. good pitchers going. I mean, it, it is awesome. So a lot to choose from. Uh, Glasnow, uh, like you said, he's pitching great. Thirty-eight point four percent strikeout rate this year. Uh, it was thirty-three percent last year, so right on that, right on track with what he's been. Nine home runs allowed in fifty in a third innings. Two seven nine xFIP to his four two one ERA. So anything that he's done is kind of getting unlucky with some of that. Fourteen percent swinging strikes. Dominates on basically two pitches. It's a fastball and a curveball mix. He's thrown forty changeups all year. He's thrown five hundred and forty-two four seamers, three hundred and six curveballs, and that's it. That's his whole arsenal. Somehow he gets it done. Struck out 53 guys on the curveball, 30 on the fastball. Struck out zero guys on those 40 changeups. So it's all about those two pitches. Just dominant. Uh, Mets, you mentioned, not a bad lineup by any means. 12th in baseball with a 179 ISO in the split. Uh, 120 WRC plus. Strikeout 22.2% of the time. I think I come down on the glass now side, but I do like the Mets lineup. Um, so I might roll out some, but not a lot again uh, in this spot, just to be contrarian against a pitcher that I think will get owned and, and definitely deserves it. Uh, don't like tangling too much with the Rays bullpen either. So it's uh, it's not a great, great spot for the Mets offense, but they're cheap. Uh, on the other side, we've got Mr. Waka here. He's gone 65, 71, 69, 67 pitches. Uh, he then DL or injured list. Prior to that, he had gone up all the way to 98. Uh, he's made one appearance out of the bullpen. I don't want any part of him at 9,200. Um, that doesn't mean that this is a great spot for Tampa Bay, but it's not horrible either. Uh, for the full season, Walker's strikeouts just really haven't been. Oh, I read that backwards. They actually have been there. One per inning. Uh, the home run has been the issue. He has allowed seven in 24 innings, so basically two, 2.2 per nine. Um but again, just 28 innings. I'm not really excited about him. Um, I don't really want to target against him, even though a lot of times we do mention the Tampa Bay lefties. Do you, and like we talked about last night, no uh, Yeeman Choi, no Austin Meadows. Would you still consider Tampa Bay at this point? Maybe just because I don't respect the pitcher that much. Walk uh, is a guy that I wasn't expecting much from coming into the year and was throwing bats at early on. He's pitched fairly well, like you mentioned but I still think it's mostly illusory. Uh, you mentioned the power that he's given up seven home runs in 28 innings. Ouch. Four, two, six X fit to his six, seven, five ERA. So like he is pitching better than what is on the surface there. Uh, his swinging strikes are up from 9.3 to 11.8%. Uh, so the strikeouts are what I'm saying. I don't think is actually real. Basically he took a five pitch mix and he made it a three pitch mix. Uh, he's throwing a four seamer, a change uh, and a change up less 
and put everything into his cutter. He throws a cutter 26.5% of the time. Now it used to be like 13% gets a little bit better whiff rate on his fastball, slightly more on his curveball. I just don't believe in it. I think it's just a different look from a pitcher that guys knew what to expect. So it's just kept guys off balance a little bit. And I think that hitters will get to it. So it might not happen tomorrow with the Rays. It might not be the spot, but I don't think it's a permanent change for him. I don't think he's better than he, he used to be. Rays overall, you mentioned my two favorite lefties are not going to be in this lineup. So it's going to limit the amount I go to it. But I do still like the quality overall. Seventh in baseball with a 184 uh, ISO, 105 WRC+. plus. They just strike out too much, 26.1% of the time. Uh, so it is a tough strikeout ask. So limited amounts of raise. Uh, no waka whatsoever for me. All right. A reminder, for those of you on YouTube, we do have the Osmo Podcast Network. Pretty much every show that we do outside of the live before locks end up on the Osmo Podcast Network, available on literally every podcast platform that you're on. And we have two different types of channels. We have the Osmo channel, that is all of the podcasts. And then we've broken it out for PGA, football, uh, and MLB. So you can, uh, if you're one of those people that just saves most recent three episodes or whatever, it won't, uh, you know, you can make it more than one day, shall we say, uh, than you can on the main the main channel. But definitely check that out. If you want to see all of the different offerings that we have uh, and where they are found, you can go to Osmo.com. Look on the upper right of the menu bar. There is a little button that says Osmo Podcast ne- Network. Click on it and it will tell you all of the different places that you can find us. Check it out. Baltimore at Boston. Nate Eovaldi, 7,000 on DraftKings. Mr. Eovaldi having a solid season, actually. 44 strikeouts in 42 innings. 4.23 ERA. This will be the third time he has faced Baltimore. He has allowed two home, two runs total against them in 13 innings. He has 10 strikeouts against them. Uh, got the win both times. I like him at this price point. Uh, Baltimore's a team that it's interesting to take from time to time. This one's in Boston. It's going to be 70 degrees. And we're looking at a, a heavily watered-down Orioles lineup at this point without Anthony Santander and a few other of their key hitters. They're just bringing up their usual uh, September guys like DJ Stewart and Cedric Mullins. Um, Mountcastle's pretty good. Uh, the other guys have had their moments, but they're not terrifying at all. We need an SP2 with all of these spendy pitchers. For me, Ivaldi's on the short list. Dean Kramer on the other side was someone I was kind of intrigued by. Until I start looking at that five implied run total by the Reds or the Red Sox, um, what is your, what are your notes say about Kramer and Eovaldi? So yeah, Kramer's made three starts, thirty percent strikeout rate, thirty point eight. Uh, I will be streaming him in season long leagues where I still have moves left. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like that. That might be the best spot for him tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like that call actually. Uh, he's the first starter. I'm stealing this note from uh, MLB.com. So thank you guys. Uh, he's the first starter that came over in the uh, Machado deal. So the ah, first, uh, okay. first player to make the majors from that uh, big Machado trade uh, a couple years back. So that's interesting. Four four two x two is one six nine ERA in only sixteen innings. Nine point nine percent swinging strike rate in the minors. He was he bounced uh, over several stops between like eleven and fifteen percent swinging strike. So there is actually upside uh, in the arm. I don't think it's going to emerge by tomorrow but there's more strikeout in that arm and he's doing pretty well. Uh, the cutter's getting big whiff rate for him so far. Uh, seven of his 20 strikeouts have come on that pitch and then uh, 10 have come on his fastball. Uh, so it's really about those two pitches for him right now. Um, the Sox, it depends on what's in the lineup. You might be able to go after him with this pitcher. He would be a small shares kind of a guy for me if I'm going to play him in DFS. Uh, 6,700, I would prefer it if he was at like 55, one of those kind of a spots. But I think we can maybe get to some of them here. The guys I'm scared of in that lineup are the obvious ones, the Devers, Bogarts, Martinez, Stretch, and then maybe Bobby Dahlbeck toward the back end. That's where you got to dance around. So limited shares. Uh, but I think for three 300 more on DK, Eovaldi's probably the better play out of this game uh, against the Orioles lineup for sure. Um, not a pitcher I really like or trust overall, but you mentioned it. He is pitching well, and we have to kind of ride the numbers. <clears throat> Excuse me. 25 point, uh, 25% strikeout rate this year, uh, up from last year, which was 23.2. Uh, the year before was 22%. So he's improving only a 3.4% walk rate for him, which is excellent for him. Uh, so that's really improved, really ticked up, giving up eight home runs in 42 and a third. 
359 XFIP, 20425 ERA, so pitching better than the back of his baseball card, 12.2% swinging strikes. Uh, he brought his fastball usage down, brought his cutter usage up like we've seen a lot of guys do this year. Uh, and it makes it, those are basically his two primary pitches 70% of the time, but it sets up good whiff rates on his curveball and his splitter working off of those two pitches. So it's brought his strikeouts up. Uh, so I think it is legitimate. Um, he has been a guy over time that was just a blazing fastball kind of a guy. So if he's working with secondary pitches, it helps him. It does make him better. Uh, the Orioles 15th with a WRC uh, with a 173 ISO 106 WRC plus slightly above average 22.8% strikeout rate. I think there's enough meat on the bone here to, uh, to roll out Eovaldi. So I think we can get to him here. All right. This next one's a podcast special. If you made it this far, we'll talk about him on the, on the shows, I'm sure. But there's one last ace. It's Kenta Maeda. Solid pitcher. Phenomenal season this year. 252 ERA, 71 strikeouts in 60 and two-thirds innings. Just allowed eight home runs. He will be facing the Detroit Tigers. The Motor City Kitties, not fearsome at all. Uh, Maeda has 31 strikeouts in his last four starts. He's allowed five home runs in those starts, but just eight total runs. So that's been phenomenal. Two of the four have been against these very same Tigers. That was back on September 9th and August 30th. Uh, combined in those, he went 12 innings. He allowed nine base runners. Did give up three home runs, but 16 strikeouts. Kenta Maeda, the sleeper special, until you read any other content. But hey, maybe he'll get lost in the shuffle of all these other amazing pitchers. But a 3.0 implied run total right now for the Tigers. Yeah, he's been just dominating this year. He's been great. So uh, I like the I like the spot for him a lot. Uh, Ninety two hundred, I do not think is too much to pay for him on DraftKings. Ten K on FanDuel is a lot, but that's probably going to put him into that kind of limbo where people aren't going to him because of the other big pitchers that they're going to want to pay that money for. So I love the spot for him. Um, he is leading the league in um, in a good way in hard contact allowed at just 21.5%, leading the league in soft contact uh, induced 28.5%. 16.6% swinging strikes this year, up from 13.4 for his career. He was at 14.5 over the last two. So improved uh, ability to induce swinging strikes. Uh, 49.7% ground balls, so he keeps the ball on the ground. 2.73 XFIP to his 2.52 ERA, so he is exactly what you're seeing. There's no real underlying uh, problems or anything like that. Just pitching absolutely lights out. Uh, he took his fastball usage from 33.7% to 18.9%, so he cut it basically in half. Slider usage uh, went from 31.5% to 39.7%, change up from 23-ish to uh, 28-ish. Uh, and it had a, just a giant impact on his ability to uh, get swing and misses. He gets less swing and miss on that slider that he leads with now, but he gets more on everything else. Uh, the Tigers, 28.4% strikeout rate against right-handed pitchers. He should be able to blow these guys away. And they don't hit for much power, 155 ISO in the split, 81 WRC plus in the split. Fire away. Load up on Maeda. All right. On the other side, we have the $6,100 KC Mize, I do not want to play him on DK, even though he's this cheap. So here's the reasoning why. In his, what has he got, seven starts? In his six starts, he, is, he has double-digit fantasy performances twice. Uh, the others, basically not above five. That's that's pretty bad. Strikeouts are there. It's been some unlucky sequencing. Um, he's a little bit high on the walks. Uh, he's been okay considering he's made the jump, like most of the pitchers this year from from Double A on up. The the problem is that he does not efficient with his pitches. He's going to go about eighty, but he has pitched. Uh, let's see, he's averaging about seventy five pitches per start. Three and two thirds, five and a third, four, three, three and a third, four and one third. That's just not enough. We're not going to get the points. He has two great performances by perspective. The Chicago White Sox in Chicago twice. <laughs> and and Hashtag was 2020. Start, wasn't, what was wasn't, wasn't one of them his first start in the show? Uh, yes, one of them was yeah. his first start. Uh, wow. He had 13 DK points did not without the win. Uh, and then one was uh, two starts ago. He had 16 DK points without the win. I just bring it up because he's cheap. And for a second, you're like, oh, my God, this is a great prospect. You just move along on this one. I think we're capping yeah. our own upside. 
Yeah, yeah, he is a great prospect. He will most likely be, you know, if all things go to plan, will be a good pitcher, but he's not there yet. His stuff just doesn't seem to be working right at the major league level. Uh, he's only inducing 9.7% swinging strikes overall. He's a guy who's used to getting around 14, 15% uh, through his minor league career the entire way. Uh, his notorious splitter, which is his best pitch uh, in his big out pitch, is not getting a lot of swing and miss in the show. So I think these twins are going to capitalize on that. If he leaves one of those in the fat part of the zone, it's going to fly. They're uh, fifth in baseball with a 217 ISO against righties, 109 WRC plus. They do strike out a little bit, 25.5% of the time. So he might put up a couple strikeouts, but I doubt it. I really don't see it for him. So I'm, I'm totally with you. I think we avoid him here. All right. The next game, kind of a stay away from me. Carlos Martinez, you're going to get pitches from him. You don't want him to be out there. Just full stop. And at 7,800, it's silly. Danny Duffy, I would take a chance on over, over Casey um, Mize. Uh, it's not the best matchup. He is 7,400. We know what we're getting with Danny Duffy. Gives up a little too much home runs, but generally generally limits the base runners, so the damage is is usually more, more or less marginal. Uh, 10 home runs allowed in 50 innings. That would be, what, 40 in a regular season, which is kind of among the league leaders, but he only has a 5 ERA, 1.13 whip, um, so that's helping him, and he's getting a strikeout per inning. I don't know what kind of lineup St. Louis is going to put out there. They've they've been doing a lot of mixing and matching. Um, they'll try to go with their righties, so that probably is going to cost them Brad Miller and maybe somebody else that were you, maybe uh, Carpenter. But I, I'm not terrified. If you're doing one-offs, Bader and O'Neal, but only one-offs, because I just think there's not going to be a lot of damage against him. I might be able to go a little further with that card stack if okay. I am playing with it. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not saying that definitively, but overall uh, ninth in baseball with a 191 ISO in the split, 111 WRC plus, and only strike out 19.9% of the time against lefties. There's a little bit of quality in there. So it depends, like you said, kind of what's in the lineup, who they roll out. Um, so And where, are they adjacent to each other? If they I, spread I, them out like they've done before, it's like, great, I'm going to have a skip stack. That doesn't help anybody. <laughs> right. right. So, yeah, very, very important factor is where these guys are hitting and yeah, how they connect to one another, how they correlate. So keep an eye on that. But there are righty bats and switch hitters in this lineup that I do think maybe for the money you can get to and, and they could get to Danny Duffy here, but uh, you did hit it. You know, he does uh, tend to limit the damage that's done by those home runs that he gives up uh, inducing 10.7% swinging strikes this year. The uh, XFIP is only 505 to that 501 ERA that you mentioned. So it's right on track with uh, is who he is kind of a thing. Hate that saying, but uh, it is, it's true. 20.8% uh, 20, strikeout rate for his career, 8.7% walks is fine. 24.1% strikeouts this year. Uh, so the home runs have been the issue. Um, so I could roll out a little bit of Duffy. I have five to 10% guy probably for me, uh, as far as DK goes, Martinez on the other side, I like the spot against the Royals 25th in baseball, with a 148 ISO 88 WRC plus 24.6% strikeout rate. And they only walk 7.9% of the time in the split. I just don't trust Martinez. Uh, and he's given up four home runs in his 15 innings this year, only struck out 17.7% of those hitters. It's a very, very small sample. Uh, it's just, I don't know, not a pitcher I really want to rely on. So I don't think I'm going to go to it very much. Um, price wise 7,800 it's, I guess in the playable range, I don't see a need to go to him on FanDuel, but he only costs 6,400 over there. If you wanted to get totally bananas about things and you heard that he was going to pitch for a full outing. I just, again, I just don't trust the pitcher. So not for me. All right. Two to go. Nothing really to see here. One's an attack. One's a stay away. Julio Urias, 8,000 8, going against Oakland. Probably going to get a C75 to 80 pitches out of him. Sean Manaya on the other side, tough matchup against the Dodgers. He is 7,900. Yeah, you can mix and match him on your two-game late slate because we're going to have to play two of the four, but I'm not really excited by these. Um, the other two, and then I'll let you just kind of uh, wrap this up. Logan Webb, yes, please. I would like to take some uh, some. Rockies against him. Webb went negative seven in his last uh, appearance, managed to go uh, 3.1 innings against Oakland, allowed six uh, earned runs, allowed just one home run. On the season, 5-8 ERA, he has uh, only four home runs in 48 innings, but he just lets all kinds of contact happen, and he lets all kinds of base runners on. Um, that That is kind of his... Uh, 
his issue. The, the strikeouts are adequate, but the 21 walks in 48 innings, not good. Um, so even though he's not giving up a lot of home runs, you know, we're getting bases clearing doubles and stuff like that. So, or two run singles, etc. Um, Ryan Castellani uh, on the other side, another guy we can attack. Negative performances in two of his last three. Uh, they were both against the Dodgers, one home, one away. Uh, he has, what, four negative performances in his eight starts. Yowza. There you go. Now, uh, how many of them were in Coors Field, do you ask? Uh, all but one. I still, that honestly doesn't even matter uh, whether they were in course or not to me. I don't want any part of Ryan Castellani in this matchup. I don't want him in most matchups, to be honest. 14.5% strikeout rate on the year, 12.7% walk rate, 256 home run per nine in his 38 and two thirds innings. That's 11 home runs, 6.30 XFIP to his 559 ERA. So as bad as he's been, he's been getting lucky. <laughs> Just not a good <laughs> All right. What about Urias or, or Manaya there? Yeah. I don't see it on the main slate, but we're trying to squeeze every little bit of baseball we can out of the next five days. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, not not necessarily on the main slate. Maybe some short slate options. Uh, it would be Urias for me uh, going against the uh, the A's there, I think. Uh, take Matt Chapman out of that lineup, and they become a lot weaker. Uh, and he's a good pitcher. You mentioned the, uh, the pitch count limit would be the one thing I'd be really concerned about. Uh, Manaya is a pitcher who's built up trust for me over time. I do like him but I don't really like tangling with this Dodgers team uh, since the start of 2019, 196 ISO 105 WRC plus 21.8% strikeout rate and the split against lefties. Manaya, 20.8% strikeouts this year, only 3.6% walks less than a home run per nine uh, over his 48 innings. He's good, but I, again, I don't want to mess with this Dodgers team too much on a short slate. You'll probably have to do it. I don't want really any part of uh, either pitcher. I think uh, in the other game, Webb or Castellani. So that's a tricky spot in that uh, in that short uh, two gamer there. All right, that is going to wrap it up for us. I'm looking ahead to Thursday. We got a, a, a 1:30 game, a 3:45 game, three games at six o'clock. There is some uh, Thursday night football. I wonder if DK reaches ahead one more day, uh, gives us yep. the, the extra three games. But then there's going to be a six gamer starting at 7:10. Uh, that's for Thursday, just just looking ahead. Reminder, they're wrapping up um, the NHL uh, Stanley Cup Finals here. Uh, we do have some content for that. It's all premium at this point, but we've got projections uh, behind the paywall. Plus, our Slack chat has been absolutely phenomenal on figuring out line changes, who's, who's being scratched, etc. And shockingly, it happens more than you would think in the playoffs uh, because there is no real news because nobody's really in the bubble to report on this stuff. So there and hockey with its traditional secretiveness uh, has caused some issues already, but they're usually they're taking care of us about 10 or 15 minutes before lock. Uh, and then of course, football, football, football. So there we are with that gamers. Good luck. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.